But Dr. Harlan, they I died. I can't believe it. I, I, I was... Where did you go? Well, I've been in her room since she came back from the surgery. I, I, I mean, I, I might have fallen asleep, but no longer than 20 minutes. Dr. where's my mom? Your mom? She died, honey. Hey, I'm Derek. And I'm Noah. And you're listening to A Bite Of. Where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. Yeah. Episode four of WandaVision. WandaVisione. And boy, what an episode it was. I can't wait to talk about it. (laughs) It's like, it's getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And the more stuff that's being explained, the more stuff that's coming up that's just bonkers and crazy. Mm -hmm. Answers. To questions, more questions after we got those answers. Let's go. Let's do it. Now, before we get into the episode, friendly reminder, we got that Patreon going, we got that merch going, we have a Discord now. You can find all those links down in the description of this episode, wherever you're listening to this on, or abideofpod.com. Come on, come take a couple of bites on the Discord. Come chat with us. Be silly. Post memes. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, as with every episode, we like to take a step back before we go forward. So we are going to just do a quick review of WandaVision Episode 3, Now in Color. I mean, I think some of the biggest things that come out of this episode are, of course, the birth of the twins. And the fact that um, Geraldine, a.k.a. Monica, sort of brings up Ultron. And gets thrown out of Wanda's reality. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. the neighbors are kind of questioning why she's there, and now Vision's kind of questioning what the heck is really going on. Yeah, he's been hinting at, like, something's not right here, Wanda. What's going on? And then she reverses time, or, like, so she doesn't want anybody to ruin her perfect little paradise in Westview. Imagine being able to completely undo anything you don't want to happen. Like, if you're getting in a fight with someone, you're like, oh, I should have said that. And then you're like, you know what? I won't say that. Mm -hmm. I wish. Right? She's got it. She's got it. And of course, Billy and Tommy. Yeah. The babies. The babies. That was a big part of it. That, you know, it was pretty much the whole pregnancy and we got a little 70s theme. Yeah. You know, so it's great. And she also taught us how Scarlet Witch cleans her rugs and dries them. (laughs) (laughs) With a flourish hand movement. And the wind. So, of course, spoiler warning! Um, we're about to dive into episode four. So spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Watch the episode, come back, listen to it, or do whatever you want. You're your free person. You have free will. So that's nice. Let's get into <laughs> it. Let us officially take a bite of WandaVision episode four. We interrupt this program. Whoa. Burr, burr, burr. I love that there's titles now. I know I said it in the last one, but I like it because they're all TV themed. Yes. And I feel like it gives you a little bit of like a wink of what the episode's going to be about. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. so clever over there. Now, this week is interesting because it sort of stays in the time period sort of of at least the it takes us up to the present moment that we last saw Wanda, which is in the 70s. So we don't have a TV show to talk about. But one thing that we did want to bring up before completely biting this episode is the one and only blip right most of this episode takes place in the past Mm. but like right when wandavision starts so we are doing this weird timey thing but it's it's current time so we're outside of westview for this whole episode which is amazing totally yeah so 
In Avengers Infinity War, we saw our beloved Vision killed twice to release the Mind Stone from his body. Womp womp. Yeah. First time, Wanda had to destroy it, ending his life. Oh, my God. But then it was reversed by Thanos. Oh, no. And then the second time, he was essentially murdered by Thanos, uh, who would add the stone to his Infinity Gauntlet. He wasn't essentially murdered. He was absolutely murdered. He has a hole in his head. Yeah. He kind of <laughs> dug his chunky fingers right into that forehead and ripped out that stone. Chunky fingers. Those big Thanos sausages. No. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> and then there was the snap heard round the universe, thus dusting half of the planet's population. The next five years are a dark time where the remaining Avengers struggle with the reality of one, uh, failing to stop Thanos, and two, uh, losing their family and friends. So in Endgame, they then devise a plan to travel through time to get the stones before Thanos. Tony Stark creates an Iron Man-themed gauntlet that is, of course, red and yellow. Uh, and the Hulk wears it. Yay. Good job. Yeah, they think that he can withstand it. So, He's Which like, he mostly does. Ah! But then he gets like a Dumbledore arm. Uh, through all the trials and tribulations, they gather all the stones once again, and we have the second snap of the century. This snap reverses Thanos's a snap clap back, if you will, <laughs> and all those who were missing redust and are returned to the exact location where they disappeared five years earlier. So the snap occurred in 2018, and folks were brought back in 2023. This span of time is known as the blip. When everybody was gone. Right. They and blipped out of it's existence. Just a blip out of existence. It's a blip in the history of the world. It's a blip in the people that were snapped because they don't realize that they left. Right. When they came back. It's like a snap plus a blink. It's a blip. Right. So the span of time that is known as the blip is exactly where this episode of WandaVision takes place. Yeah. So the opening scene, this was very jarring because... Again, mo the first three episodes have been whimsical. They've had their creepy moments and they've had their mysteries, but we're in sitcoms. So it's funny, it's jovial, it's all of that stuff. And we get the first scene of Monica being rematerialized mm. in the hospital, which we haven't seen before. We have not seen people be like rematerialized like this before. And as she's getting rematerialized, you hear stuff from Captain Marvel. Right. Because she's the young girl that was in the Captain Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. and, you know, you hear Carol Danvers saying, you know, Lieutenant Trouble. So that was really cool. That little throwback to that. Yeah. But chaos ensues because she's in a hospital and everybody's just coming back. And the hospital staff is probably just sitting there doing their charts. It's a normal day. It's been five years. So they're really set in their ways at this point. And everybody just comes back. Yeah. Really suck if you were like, I don't know, really sick and you come back and you're still sick, you know? <laughs> right. And that's, I was just thinking that it's like crazy. Like, what if you were in the middle of surgery and you were the patient <laughs> Let's and just, you came back? I just want to talk about oh. this like rematerializing thing because I was talking to Derek about it. I'm like, okay, so Monica was in the same exact position and chair. Luckily sitting in a chair. Right. Yeah. When she came back. But it's like. I mean, do you rematerialize in the exact seat slash place you were standing or laying? Or is it the, like, like part in space? You right. Know? So, like, if you're in an airplane and you got blipped, are you just, like, rematerializing in thin air and or, like, in fall? Like <laughs> Right. I, I, my theory is because Monica was sitting in the exact chair she was in, that you end up in the exact chair you were in. So, you're not just floating in the sky. You just happen to be in a plane. Wherever that plane is. 
What if somebody's in that seat? Oh, new friend. <laughs> Rematerialize inside of them. I don't know. Are those your peanuts? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Can I have a ginger ale, please? Uh. So we see Monica going through the hospital, very confused. We're confused as viewers. We know what's happening, but it's like, this is a lot happening. People mm. are rematerializing as she's walking through the hospital. There was a weird moment that I did want to point out. It might not be significant, but she runs into somebody mm. and you don't see their face. Yeah. And it was a weird thing to show like, okay, maybe to show chaos. The chaos of it, yeah. Why don't you see this person's face? Which is interesting. Like it cuts away from his face. Uncredited so. actor. Yeah. <laughs> Bump into man one. <laughs> they Then as she's looking for her mother, because we find out she's in the hospital because her mother, Maria Rambo, yes. was there and that's why she was there. And a doctor that apparently was taking care of them finds Monica and she's so surprised to see Monica. And then we sadly find out since she was blipped or gone for five years, her mother passed away two years prior. Right. So it says Maria died three years ago, which was two years after you disappeared. Right. That's so math. I didn't do math that's, right. That's the, that's the five <laughs> years of the blip. Right. Um, when she first said that when we were watching it, I literally turned into that gif of that woman doing math with equations around her head. You know? <laughs> right. I was just like, oh, my God, what does that mean? And then I was like, oh, it's five years, Derek. <laughs> yeah, but down. let's not forget how sad that is. She, one moment she's sitting there, her mother's, you know, going through treatment. She has cancer. And the next moment she's already gone. And what do you do as Maria who is laying there, just had surgery with her daughter by her side, and then her daughter, your daughter, turns to dust. It's a lot. It's it's very sad. Like, I didn't, I wanted to have this whole, like, snap and blip gone. I was like, okay, we're done with this, but that was sad. That was awful. But, of course, they had to bring it back up. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, when you, when you think about the Avengers at the start of Endgame, they're up fucking mess everybody's a mess yeah everybody in the world is a mess i yeah. think of black widow of just being just sitting there just being completely traumatized you saw everybody in your life gone yeah it was horrible yeah and then they're back and then it, isn't it kind of sad like for maria you know hoping that her daughter would come back but never actually being able to see her come back yeah that's a, that's really sad i mean i i like that they Gave some emotion to that and really because in Endgame you see people come back and then there's that big fight scene with Thanos and all the Avengers and all the heroes that we've seen over the course of 22 movies come back. So it's very like, oh, yeah, finally. But it's like we never saw this side of it. Right. And this is a completely different perspective that was heart wrenching and really cool to see at the same time. And something else to point out is that Wanda came back. With, yeah. <laughs> after the blip. She was gone. Yeah, she fought Thanos. That yeah. was a really cool scene. Bye. Look yeah. at my red wave. So after this hospital scene and we see the rematerialization of people, it's three weeks later and Monica goes to the S.W.O.R.D. headquarters. So we know that she's already, she had been working at S.W.O.R.D. Right. Because her mother founded it. So also great because you always have job security because your sure. mother founded this huge headquarters. And you're also <laughs> a badass in your own right. So right, of rock course. on. Right. By the way, um, these new these digs for sword are just swanky AF. I mean, just gorgeous. The building, the building, oh, yes, well, lush yeah. grasslands, the water features. It's a it's a Marvel headquartered <laughs> facility. Of course, it's going to be great and sleek. So she gets in there. Her card doesn't work because she's been gone for five years. So I guess they deactivate the cards. Rude. And the guy at the desk is rude to her. And he was like, well, if you worked here, your card would work. It's like, okay, well. Do you know who I am? Do you know who my mother is? Do you know, do you know <laughs> that my mother created this and that's why you have a job? 
coming at me with this attitude. I don't need this right now. I just came back. So that's when we're introduced to the acting director or now director of S.W.O.R.D., Tyler Hayward. And this guy, this whole episode, like, he gave me weird vibes. Mm. It's like, you brought up a good point when we were talking about it earlier. You said, you know, he's upping the nice factor with her, but he also seems rude at some points and it's just really weird yeah i feel like there's a lot of like attitudey people in this episode Mm -hmm. and uh i like that we have these very strong female leads to kind of go against it because it's men that are being assholes right and you know this is like our we had the guy with the key card now we have this jerk yeah i mean he wasn't necessarily a jerk to her but He's like jerk to everybody else. Yeah, he just of her. gets like really aggressive, <laughs> and I think his tone can be curbed. Yeah, we um just as a weird little thing, the name sounded familiar, so I was like, where where have I heard that name before? Where where's that? So in Agents of Shield, I like that there's all these callbacks to Agents of Shield because for the longest time it was like, is this really connected to the MCU? But it seems like they're pulling it. And there was a Brian Hayward in Agents of Shield that turned out to be like a Hydra agent. So oh man. There was no mention of like a brother or a family member, but coincidence? Yeah. I don't know. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., does that take place before the blip? Before the snap? It takes place during... During everything. Right. Okay. Because technically this is like 2023, right? Marvel's present is 2023. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to see like, is it, could he be his son? Could he be a brother? Oh, no, it's not that. No, it's not in the past like that. No, he would be like... A close relative. Like gotcha. they wouldn't, yeah. All right. So now they're walking through Sword Headquarters, and there's a couple things to note on this that it seems like in the five years, the world has changed. There's been more threats from space, and the world's changing in that, right? And Sword is changing with it, with creating things, creating. They're working on nanotech, which is the tech that Stony Tark has. Stony. <laughs> oh my God, Stony Tark. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who that is. I want that to be a person. Make the meme happen now. Tony Tark. Yes. <laughs> Tony Stark. Fucking shit. <laughs> Where's my coffee? <laughs> Get that call, bro. So they're walking through it and they mention the nanotech. And there's a cool throwback because Hayward is saying like, oh, you know, weapons and stuff that's in the name of sword. But Monica's also like also observationist too. Yeah. And we have allies from space, which is a callback to her knowing Talos, the scroll that was in Captain Marvel, knowing Carol Danvers. So she's more on the right side of this that like, hey, not everything is a threat and stop thinking the worst of everything. Right. And that kind of shows like his sort of, you know, MO here is like he's here to defend and attack. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? She's like, but there's other letters in S.W.O.R.D. (laughs) It's an acronym for a reason. Uh, (laughs) And you know things are serious when they're like walking through a warehouse and there's like sparks flying. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, oh my God, they're building something. They're always welding. Um, Always welding. Space welding. Earth welding. Yeah. Oh my God, so serious. So they finally get to his office and that's where we find out that they've grounded Monica and because her mom put in this these guidelines. Anybody that comes back, just ground them. You need to make sure they're cool. Monica, if you're going to run away from home, you're grounded. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Yeah. Which is nice because he mentions also like the good thing about this was your mom believed you'd come back. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah, my best friend got freaking alien protons in her blood. My daughter can come back. True. She's like, I've seen crazier things happen. That's a good point. That's a good point. And she founded S.W.O.R.D. So also she knows. (laughs) Yeah. So after he says you're going to be put on a missing persons case in New Jersey, she goes off to New Jersey. Yep. And we meet Jimmy Woo, 
again, finally, and I'm so glad we finally have him in the show. We've heard his voice in a previous episode, and we knew he was going to be in the show, but I'm loving him in this show. (laughs) It's like a breath of fresh air, right? Things have been a little serious. We've had the blip, the snap, da-da-da, everything's going crazy, and you're like, ah, okay, this man did a card trick. (laughs) Yeah, he does the the card trick from Ant-Man and the Wasp, because that's where he's from. Right. And he did the car trick that Scott Lang did to show his ID. And I was like, yay, that's so cool. But also, like, what a pretentious way to show your ID. Like, oh, by the way, I could do a magic trick. Or he's just, like, waiting and waiting. He just has the card at the ready. He's like, someone's coming. I'm going to do it. (laughs) So we find out that Jimmy Woo is working with the FBI. And he has a witness there that he was going to question and ask things about. But he's missing. So the witness protection dude is now a missing persons as well. And so we're finding out all of these things through Monaco, the situation of what we know so far or Mm -hmm. what they know Mm -hmm. about Westview. And it turns out that nobody in Westview or even outside that has like a connection to Westview knows that it exists. Right. And we even find out that Westview is in New Jersey call back to one in Vision's past who always went to Leonia, New Jersey Yeah. whenever they were creating their lives together. Why did I always think? I think because the Visions takes place in Virginia, so I always thought this was in Virginia, but it's actually a callback to the older comics. Yeah, I don't think we knew it took place in New Jersey no, we until didn't. now. Yeah. Which is cool because it's like that's where Scarlet Witch and Vision in the comics always ended up for some mm-hmm. reason. It's like, you know New York is right there, right? So they're like, we want to be close to the city, but we don't want to be in the city. We want to be like right outside the city. The taxes are better in New Jersey than New York. I mean, they are. They for are. sure. Real life. <laughs> Smart decision. Too real. Let's get back to this fictional world. So Monica decides to fly a drone in there to see, you know, what's going on. And it disappears. There's like a force field. And we see this from the outside now. It's like a TV screen. Yeah, it looks like it feels very much like the screens of an old sort of like you know, boob tube. Boob tube? Yeah, that's like a slang word for television. Weird. Yeah, so it has like, it feels curved. It feels like it has, I don't know, like it looks pixels. like pixels exactly. Right. I was like, I think you're trying to find the word pixels. This is what I was going to say. Do you want to, you want to get ready for it to say colorful dots that look like pictures? Oh, like pixels. Right, like <laughs> pixels. That's the real word. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, and as they, there's these two state troopers, I guess, that are just, hanging out, making sure nobody goes into this force field of a town that doesn't exist. And they ask them, well, what town are you from? And they say Eastview. It's like, is there an Eastview? Or is like, whatever's happening here is making people have like selective amnesia and like not knowing what's going on. Like they, the people that are missing that are in that town, nobody knows exists. Right. So their family members are like, who? And Monica and um, Agent Wu have a conversation where they're like, like, why do we know that this town exists, but nobody else knows that this town exists? And they're like, because maybe we don't have a connection to it. So there would be no reason for whatever force is doing this. Wanda. Exactly. To erase <laughs> our memories or to trick us in some way. Right. And as Monica gets closer to said force field, she gets sucked in. Zorp. So then that's how we get the whole sword, you know, encampment around And that's when the really figure this stuff out, because now we have an agent that is just sucked into this. We have no idea what's going on. They set up camp real quick. Yeah. (laughs) They were like, get everyone here. In fact, 24 hours later, we get Darcy Lewis. Yay, Kat Dennings is back. Yeah. The last time we saw her was in Thor The Dark World. And it's been a very long time since we've seen her. She's one of those... Like Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis, these characters in these movies where they just bring so much 
joy and funniness and you love them, even though they're not usually typically huge integral parts of the story, mm-hmm. you just love them. They're the levity that we need, right? Right. Throughout this whole episode, when we're finding out all this deep stuff, we have them sort of quipping back and forth, and we're just like breathing together. Yay, they're fun. Oh, Chip's delightful. You know, so we need them yeah. in this to carry the story along. One, because they are the ones that are really carrying the story along in this episode, but they're also just fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is like the most screen time they've ever gotten, also. So it's really cool to see them as like, full characters Mm -hmm. having like a part in the greater thing right so it's really cool so she gets brought there with a bunch of other scientists to figure out what's going on yeah and so it's she's astrophysics there's a nuclear this person with nuclear biology another person artificial intelligence someone who's a chemical engineer and what this basically shows us is that they have absolutely no idea what's going on so they're bringing in every type of expert they possibly can to figure something out exactly and i mean of course darcy lewis we know from her work in the Thor movies, that she's pretty well equipped to figure this shit out. Stony talk. Mm-hmm. So she gets in there and immediately is met by this jerk of a man that, like, you brought her here. So she asked questions. She was like, those drones that are being flown in, what are you guys seeing? Like, what's happening with them? That's classified information. It's like, why did you ask her to be here? Poophead number three. I don't <laughs> need all this attitude from all these men's. Yeah. <laughs> They're all turds and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> So so after that, she plugs in all her devices, and that's when we get the first instance of CMBR, which is Cosmic Microwave Background Radiation. Pretty much the thing, like, in real world, there's radiation and stuff that came from the Big Bang. That's mm-hmm. how they've been able to, like, trace how old stuff is, and it's the same way in the Marvel Universe. So that's what, they, that's what she picks up. She's like, there's a lot of this. And they mention, like, is it safe? For now, I guess, like, we're not really being affected by it, but there's a lot of it. Yeah. But she also notices there's, like, a broadcast frequency on top of it. So this smart woman decides, like, oh, let me plug in this. I don't know what device that was. was (laughs) Like a weird, tiny TV. I have no idea what it would be. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, None of her instruments actually make sense in any way. It's like she just has like a bunch of little ometers. She's like, this ometer does this thing. This, And we're just like, that's exactly what they do. She's a doctor. Yeah. So she knows. That's a a good point. She She finally got her doctorate. So I'm assuming she didn't get blipped. Totally. Yeah. You made that's such a really good point. Yeah. Because also like how long was it from Dark World to now? Like, maybe she could have gotten blipped, but I feel like it's been three weeks since people came back. So I, I'm not sure everybody's like Monica, where they just jump right back into work. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, I'll just take up my helm again. Thank you very much. Well, I think she had the luxury of literally being the daughter of the creator of Sword. Right. Whereas it seems like Dr. Lewis has been working her ass off. Right. Mm-hmm. And where's Jane? Jane's, like, really busy. Becoming Thor? Mm. <laughs> we'll see. So... At this point, she pretty much is like, I need to get a vintage TV. Like, give me a vintage TV. So she's figuring that stuff out. We then see that Hayward is making a guy in a hazmat suit go down into the sewers. I call this Operation Sewer Crawl. I mean, that's exactly what's happening with this dude. And Jimmy's like, um... I really don't feel good about sending another agent in there when the first agent that disappeared has not come back yet. That's the reasonable and what you would think would happen. I mean, it's like two sides to this. It's I'm very suspicious of Hayward, but it's like, I guess he is trying to find like he's like, oh, maybe go underground if this thing is like radiation and force field, whatever. It's like 
Yeah. Is it underground too? Which Jimmy Woo says, he's like, there's no, nothing that says that it's safe to go under. He's like, right. There's nothing that says that it is or isn't safe. Yeah. This guy has basically been sitting in his office, like make another laser, you know, and now like something's <laughs> happened. He's like, oh no, oh, call in the air force. Oh. They go back in this big tent of a room and Hayward is like, give me a visual. We see on the map that apparently the force field is also in the shape of a hexagon. Mm. So more hexagons. There's so much that could go into this. It's like hexagon, six, devil, scarlet witch's powers, hex, hexagon. I don't know why you would make a hexagon if your powers are, I don't know. I wouldn't personally. I'd make it like a little star shape. Or something yeah. Well, like she's that. like, everybody's doing pentagrams. I'm going to do a hexagon because <laughs> I'm Wanda and I support it. And this is where Darcy has fully found the signal and she's literally watching the sitcom and she's watching the first episode. Yes. So that's how we get our time frame at this point. Mm-hmm. And as they're watching it, there's laughter. They all kind of crowd around this TV. And as she's looking at the screen, she's like, she sees vision and she's like, he's dead, right? Not blipped, dead. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. And as they're kind of watching this happen, Wu says, so you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? And it's like... Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That is literally what the universe did. Or Wanda. Right. Yeah. But also outside in our real world. That's what happened. (laughs) That is true. That's... Oh, man. That's too meta. (laughs) Meta. So at this point, (laughs) I love this little running joke that Darcy keeps doing. And she asked when she first got there if she could get a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. And at this point, she's like, I just figured this out. She's like, can I get the cup of coffee now? Like, somebody get her some coffee. Get the woman <laughs> some coffee. She's the only one doing anything right. Yeah. They have a visual now mm-hmm. of who's inside, what's going on. They don't really know. We don't really know what's going on. They're literally watching a show. So they decide to start identifying the cast members that are in Wanda's Westview. And so they start finding all these people. They're like, okay, this person, this person. We get that montage of like, I feel like I am Jimmy Woo every single time I watch the show. Like, I have a board just like that. Yes, this is exactly (laughs) the meme from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where Charlie's standing in front of the board, and he's just like bleary-eyed with a cigarette. It's like, that is what's happening. (laughs) And they kind of start calling out names. Basically, they're seeing the people in the sitcom, and they're saying who they really are. So... Todd and Sharon Davis are Mr. and Mrs. Hart, who are the bosses who came over for dinner. Uh, Abilash Tandon is Norm. Harold Proctor is Jones. Isabel Matsueda is, he says, cast as Beverly, which I love because they're still seeing it as a sitcom. Yeah. John Collins is Herb. And then they spot Monica. Yeah. So throughout this scene, we kind of have a rundown of all the, who, the, who all the people are. We see Monica, a person that we don't kind of get identified is Agnes. Yeah, that's interesting. So the neighbors that we've seen most of this time, they're getting identified. We know them. Dottie isn't on the board either, Mm -mm. but I don't think they've seen her at this point. No, not yet. Because they're still in episode one, technically, or two, around there. there. And yeah, Agnes, everybody has like an ID, like their New Jersey driver's license on there. Agnes is not identified, which I'm like, it's because she's Agatha Harkness, isn't it? (laughs) And, And the thing is, is that when she spots Monica... In the background, Wanda's talking to Agnes. So it's not like they've missed her. We see Agnes deliver the pineapple. So they've seen her, mm-hmm. but it was not called out who she is. Right. So it's super interesting. Maybe she just doesn't have an identity because she's an immortal sorceress. I don't know. Ah, we'll have to see. And she has a bunny. <laughs> yeah. So before we go any further, here's a word from our sponsors. 
Oh man, my TV has been on the fritz. I'm getting tons of interference. Is it those pesky CMBR waves from the next town over? Sure is. My neighborhood's radiation is messing with my mind. What should I do? Why not try supporting your favorite podcast, just like our recent member Cliff, who didn't waste any time cliff diving into the refreshing waters of Patreon. Not sure what that has to do with TVs, but sign me up! All right, welcome back from that uh, short little commercial break. So at this point, there's a question that keeps being asked by Agent Wu, and he's like, why a sitcom? I don't, like, nobody knows the answer to this. Darcy is just like, I have no idea. I'm loving it. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> She's super invested. She is us. Like, yes. She is so invested in the show. Like, she gets emotional when the happy things happen. She's just like... I mean, she's watching the show exactly like we are. And one of the things that I love is that uh, in the first episode, oh my God, it's so confusing. The first episode that we watched of WandaVision, it, the episode ends with it pulling out from the two of them on the couch and we see someone watching them on TV. Mm-hmm. We learn in this episode of WandaVision that that was Darcy. That's so cool because it's like we knew it was S.W.O.R.D., mm-hmm. but we didn't know who was watching it. And I'm glad it wasn't just like S.W.O.R.D. agent number two. Agreed. It was Darcy. Because totally. she figured this shit out. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So I love good. this. So she also figures out a way... She's like, okay, let's try to communicate with them. She's like, I've seen radios there. If they're actually radios, they should be able to use frequencies. So she's like, here, Jimmy, I'm going to set this up. Go and use this. Like, we're, we're going to try to communicate with her. Yeah, I love this thing that she says. She's like, there's a little radio by her sink. And she's like, the next time she's washing dishes, which happens like once an episode, barf. <laughs> she's like, why is she doing these like, you know, housewife roles when she could be Wanda Maximoff. I mean, because she's playing the role. She wants it to be exactly what she's creating. So before he starts communicating with her, there's an agent that comes up and shows, you know, a sword drone. Mm-hmm. And it's colorized. It's the one that Wanda found in the second episode. Right. It's the helicopter, which looked slightly different from when Monica first sent it in. Yeah, the little drone that she sent in. Right. Yeah. And so he says, like, you know, why does it look like this now? Or, or I think Darcy asks that, and he's like, to match the time period. Also, I think she said, too, to make it inactive. Ah. So it turned into a toy ah. and not a drone. So, And then he says, but why did you colorize it? And they're like, no, 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 we didn't do that. Yeah, so that's super interesting. I'm, I'm still not sure how that's working. That, you know, maybe because Wanda, she has that force field, and it changes things as it goes through to protect or whatever. But... Because maybe she didn't do it and she wasn't really aware that it was happening. Maybe she just, it got missed. Right. You know, like, I didn't decolorize it. <laughs> At this moment in the show, Wanda's talking to Dottie. And this is the first time Geraldine, a.k.a. Monica, has a speaking role in this. So this is that town meeting that we saw prior to the talent At show. At the pool. Right. Yeah. And so there's a radio, which we know from that episode, is when Jimmy Woo first comes in on it. So he's communicating with her. But the interesting thing is Darcy's watching it. And it skips. Right. Like, as you see Wanda's face start freaking out because I think she can sense something from the outside coming in. And this is the moment where Dottie, she breaks that glass mm-hmm. and she has the blood on her hand because she cut her hand. But Wanda cut all of that out. Yes. So they didn't see that that happened. Yes. Crazy. Crazy. I love it. I love, I almost feel like, well, we have the inside scoop. Right. We know what happens. We see her freaking out. But she's like, cutting chunks out of this like broadcast and smashing it back together. She's 
doing live editing, people. Yeah, they says somebody's censoring the broadcast. She has a lot going on. <laughs> She's busy. She doesn't need this. She's director, actor, producer, freaking starring. Editor. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's doing everything. Sound effects. She just wants to have a happy life. I mean, sorry, these people. Thank you. But they, they seem to be happy most of the time. Well, hello. They have homes. They have a lovely community. They go through decades. How fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. I would do it. Like, sign me up. Can, can I just walk through? I'll be a part of your show. I will not talk about Ultron at all. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Who? I don't know him. So we see the hazmat guy still going through the sewers. I guess this all I'm happens at the, for ages. <laughs> I guess it happens at the same time. The editing was a little odd in this part. So at this point, this is the end of that episode where we see the beekeeper right. come up from the sewers. We find out that it's this guy in this hazmat suit. As he goes through the force field, we see his hazmat suit change into the beekeeper suit. And there's bees. And then the rope that is connected to him to the outside turns into a jump rope. Right. (laughs) So anything that crosses over into Wanda's vision of Uh this supreme life becomes part of that life. It changes the an aesthetic, like aesthetically it changes. So the suit becomes, his hazmat suit becomes the beekeeper. I still don't think that's like just a coincidence. It's like one that's weird. I guess like his hazmat suit looks like a beekeeper thing. So it just like made it that, but it's like, it's too close to aim. You listen to me, Noah Zachariah. That- <laughs> you hold on to these theories I'm holding. tight and you believe in them. I am. <laughs> okay. I yeah. fully support this. I'm just saying. <laughs> Do it. Because we, ne- we still, t- we don't know who's in that suit. So when we saw him go down into the sewer, we never saw the dude's face. Right. So it's like, who is this guy? Is this the guy that Monica bumped into at the hospital? I'm trying to connect all these things. I am Charlie Day. (laughs) Yeah, you totally are. And I am practical neighbor guy who's just like um, unnamed actor put in suit for this role. So we see that he comes up from the sewer. So we see that scene again. No. The guy in the beekeeper outfit. Same exact scene plays out. Now, cut to, we see the last episode that we saw with Wanda and Vision. Our Brady Bunch-inspired one. Exactly, the 70s, and she's giving birth, and Geraldine is there. Mm -hmm. And there's a really funny scene with Darcy, like, she starts crying. She's like, what? I'm invested. Yeah, she goes, twins, what a twist. (laughs) I love her so much. Now, this is where we see what happened in that, like, weird, skippy thing when Vision came back into the house. So Geraldine was gone. We don't know what happened. But now we get the inside scoop Mm -hmm. of what happened. So at this moment, Wanda is like, who are you? Like, tell me why you mentioned Ultron. What are you doing? She says, you're not my neighbor. You're definitely not my friend. You're a stranger and an outsider. And right now you are trespassing here and I want you to leave. And she uses her Wanda powers to just throw Geraldine through walls and fences and across a field and out of the Westview. That's right. She, She like starts charging up that hex magic, that scarlet goodness, and we all know something's happening. And it is like roller coaster ride from heck. Poor Monica just gets blasted through a reality. I'm still trying to figure out like, did so obviously when things go in there they change yeah that's how monica got the outfit that's how she can change with everything else that's changing so did monica she obviously knew about ultron she knew about the reality outside of that yeah so 
but did she just come up with the name Geraldine to go undercover or was like Wanda's programming being programmed into her? Because there's these moments where it seems like all these cast of characters kind of break. Right. You know, Dottie's done it. Herb has done it. Agnes has done it. Geraldine has done it. The hearts have done it. So it's like when Wanda can't keep it all together and her focus is on something else, it seems like things slip through the cracks. But I'm curious with people that came from the outside. The more I think about it, Originally, I thought that uh, Monica was like, I'm undercover. I have to make up a name. Uh, But I think that when you go in, when you go past this barrier, you become part of this play. Right. And a role is given to you that you, you don't even know. So that's why she kept saying, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know who I am because she doesn't because she became Geraldine. Yeah. Maybe she's like fighting back and forth and like this things go through the cracks a little bit. Like, oh, I'm Monica. I need to figure out what's happening here. Ultron. (laughs) And and I think you make a good point. I think we've talked about this in the past that when something emotional happens or something takes Scarlet Witch's, I'm calling her Scarlet Witch now, apparently, um, (laughs) her, like when she has to really focus on something else everybody's defenses sort of drop. Everybody almost has a moment of, wait a minute, this isn't right. You know, so when she's looking at her twins, when she's loving them and she's thinking of her brother. When she has the thing that she's been wanting. Right. That's when the the cracks start to open up and then Geraldine's like, wait, I'm not Geraldine. Yeah, I, it's, it's super interesting. So this, this kind of goes into like the next scene and like a point that I wanted to make with what Wanda says. So we see, just like in the last episode, Vision comes in and he's like, Where's Geraldine? And she's like, oh, she had to go home. Cut to one of the most, like, I've never had, like, kind of full body flinch Mm -hmm. in anything. I watch horror movies, all that stuff, all the time. I'm Body horror, I love it. Give it to me. Doesn't gross me out. This I was not expecting because it has been a sitcom and it's been whimsical and it's been great. And we see dead vision. Yes. For like a second. The face of his death. I did full on Macaulay Culkin, hands on my cheeks, audible. <gasps> mm-hmm. And then I left my hands on my cheeks for the rest of the episode because that shooketh me. Mm-hmm. That was too much. Yeah. We see, we pretty much see vision how we last saw him. He has a hole in his head from the stone being ripped out by Thanos. And Sausage he's fingers. like... <laughs> Stop mentioning his son. I hate it. (laughs) His decolorized. He's muted in color. Yeah. So now that brings me to Mm -hmm. Vision says, we can go anywhere. Like, why don't we leave? We can go anywhere. Yeah. And she says, no, we can't leave. This is our home. And he says, are you sure? Right. And she says, I have everything under control. Oof. And it's like, you don't, one, obviously, because... Are you literally using Vision's dead body to puppet him around? Like, is he really dead this whole time? And if that's the case, it's like she's going through the steps of, like, grief. And this is just full-on denial. Yeah. But, okay, so this is where kind of my my theory of some aspect of Vision or Jarvis or whatever you want to call it still exists in the programming of this physical body. Because we see him questioning right so we're saying that when serious things happen people in the town like glitch themselves and they have come back to their own real realities right and we see vision doing that where he's questioning things like in the last episode like how are you this pregnant what's going on people are talking about geraldine in this scene we see him like his smile fades he's concerned you know 
there's something, you know, if it is the dead body of Vision, right? There's still something going back to his base programming of something being wrong. Yeah, I mean, if she can make babies, we, we know from the comics that she can manipulate reality. And she can take things away and she can create things. I'm not saying like, I mean, Jarvis has to be around. Maybe. We don't know. But if she can make fake butterflies into real butterflies, if she can make two babies appear out of nothing, then I'm assuming she can make Vision come back in some type of way. Right. But then why would she also have him be able to be suspicious of everything that she's doing? Because she made him come back. You know what I like? And he also is a super smart AI. So it's like if he is really back and she's trying to program him to like believe everything that's happening and the moments that he's questioning things is when she's not focusing. I think my thing is, is that I really just want him to still be alive in some way. So, oh, I think he's dead. But yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I I don't know, because it's going to be super sad. Oh, my God. It's so sad. Yeah, I just um, I really hope this whole thing isn't going to her just being mad and crazy and like she's the villain. Mm because there's a whole stigma of like people that have mental health issues, you know, being not able to control themselves and all of that stuff. So I I really hope that some outside force, you know, Mephisto, the devil of the Marvel universe or even Hayward, somebody is manipulating her, like using her grief and using the things that she's going through to get what they want. Yeah, they're going down a little bit of a precarious path here. Yeah, that's why that's why I hope it's Mephisto because yeah. Mephisto's whole thing is that he wanted to use her twins to get power and to, you know, so he manipulated that. That's parts of his souls are in there. Yeah. So it's like the whole theme of the first three episodes is making a family, getting kids for the children. And it's like, now the children are here. What's the next step? Right. So, right. Just to get back to what's happening. So we see this scene with Wanda and vision. Monica is then thrown out and we see her laying on the ground. And that's where we saw her at the end of the last episode. And so she says, when they run up to her, it's Wanda. It's all Wanda. Yeah. And we're like, "Uh uh-oh. And then we go back inside to them uh, in Wanda's reality. And she's like, well, what should we watch tonight? And that's how it ends. But again, we see this editing where she's sort of like smashed to the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. She's censoring her broadcast there. Yeah. And also, also Monica, it's like, yeah, we know it's Wanda. Yeah. Late. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe, like, when is she going to get powers? When is she going to become? I mean, maybe this is how she got power. She was all in that CMBR radiation. That yeah, That's true. Maybe all of these people get their powers and become villains and all of this stuff because of Wanda. Maybe. Yeah. And the beekeeper guy, he might be someone from AIM. He might turn evil. Or he was already evil. That's dun, why dun, we didn't dun. see his face. So many mysteries. I'm super excited. I have... Again, this is probably the most original show I've ever seen before, and it's one of the shows that I have no idea where this is going. Like, we got so many answers in this one, but so many more questions remain, and where is this going? Yeah. Like, what is the end game here? We're halfway, pretty much halfway through the show. Right. You want us in the next episode to just go back to sitcom heaven? Yeah, Rafe. Oh my gosh. No, too much happened. <laughs> yeah. Also, we know that like Darcy and Randall and Randall Park and you know, Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. 
they're hanging out outside, you know? I do want to say in this episode, I thought they did some cool stuff, especially when we saw the, like, extended Geraldine scene. I loved when we had that view where we were almost like voyeurs in the staircase looking at them through the banisters. Yeah. That was so cool. Mm -hmm. I thought it really kind of made it menacing and scary. We had the shift going of, like, the size of the screen and the the aspect aspect ratio. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I love it when they do that. Oh, so good. Super smart choices. Speaking of supers... We have to have our special segment. It is the one and only Mystery Marvel. Okay. God. (laughs) She's Louise. This week, I have another rookie for you all. His name is Slapstick. Oh, yeah. He's uh, stupid. Yeah, he's from 1992. Um, his card, he like looks like a crazy cartoon character. He's stretchy. He has a mallet. And in the background are torch and pitchfork wielding villagers, it seems. Oh, because his comedy is awful, I guess. <laughs> they said, heck with throwing tomatoes. We're going to kill him. This dude, lo- I mean, he, you know, comics are drawn. They're cartoons, you would say. But he's like a cartoon character in a real world. Yes, he's like very like Looney Tunes-esque in right. a way. Uh, so his real name was Steve Harmon, and he first appeared in Slapstick Number 1. So he had his own run. That's like right off the bat, too. People. Um, he averages at around a 3 on our power ratings. Maybe a little lower, actually. His energy projection's only a 1, and his mental powers are only a 1. Oh, my God. <laughs> his intelligence is 3, though. That's the highest. So I don't know what's going on. I mean, he's only... Wait, what's the difference between mental powers and intelligence like mental powers feels to me like telekinesis type stuff i guess and intelligence is like math problems you would think that if you had powers of the mind your mind would be pretty sharp like a tack i guess (laughs) you would think uh so here's this little bio Uh, transformed by an alien funhouse mirror okay into a creature with the powers of a saturday morning cartoon character oh my god Teenage prankster Steve Harmon became the most unlikely hero of all. The spectacularly surreal slapstick. Nope. Completely indestructible, <laughs> able to pull objects out of the air and possessing a totally radical sense of humor. Okay. Slapstick doesn't just fight crime. He plays cruel tricks nope. on it. Nope. Can I give you mm. the quote, please? Oh, my God. This is my favorite part. From yes. slapstick number two. With awesome powers like mine, you want me to do homework? Oh, okay. I hate every... I said this last one, but I hate everything about this. Slap, stick, slap, stick. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> so great. I didn't need this. It's I didn't so need to know this great. existed. I think the world needed to know Slapstick existed, and there needs to be a resurgence of like, Slapstick. There's a character in DC Comics in, in the um, Legion of Superheroes and it's the character's literally named Arm Fall Off Boy. Hilarious. Literally, his arms just fall off and he uses them to beat people with. That is That was always, to me, like one of the worst characters ever made. This guy trumps that. <laughs> just, uh, wait, Arm Fall Off? Boy. Boy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I want to see that in action. No. Deserves. I think that they need to make a team of all of like the misfit 
once. I think they have done that, but it didn't do too well because nobody likes these characters. Like, isn't there a guy that just, like, can eat stuff? Like, yes. Matter Man or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arm Falloff Boy, his arms literally are, like, a different color. Like, not, a like, a real human color. They're, yeah. like, purple or pink or whatever, and they have, like warts all over them it's uh, disgusting warts yeah all right it went to another and they just place. pop off and where his socket was where uh, it, it looks like a butthole oh yeah it's not great sphincters yeah no on that note <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye <laughs>